This is WKSU News. I'm Mark Earhart. After winning Ohio's 11th congressional district seat in a special election earlier this month, Representative Chantel Brown got right to work. Just days later, she voted to pass the trillion-dollar infrastructure plan. Brown and I spoke about filling now HUD Secretary Marsha Fudge's seat. She says Democrats in Congress, including Central Ohio Representative Joyce Beatty, have been mentoring her. I couldn't be more um, appreciative and grateful for that friendship, that mentorship, and that support, not only from her, but several members, I mean, including the Clyburn, who um, came and stumped on my behalf, as well as Chairman um, Chairman Thompson and Meeks, who um, came into the district to campaign so that I could become their colleague. So they have welcomed me and um, literally rolled out the blue carpet, I like to say, in the spirit of being a Democrat. <laughs> How about your predecessor? How about uh, former Congresswoman Marsha Fudge, who represented the 11th District? What is, what is your conversation with her been like? Well, she, too, has been extremely supportive since um, the election and even before. But um, on Wednesday, I had an opportunity to catch up with her and have um, dinner after that caucus meeting. And um, and she was at the swearing-in ceremony. So it was like a, a changing of the guard, if you will, passing the baton along. And so um, she has assured me, and I have the utmost confidence, that she will honor the fact that she will be um, along for the ride, if you will, and to assist me however she can um, in this journey. So she's she's done she's done a great job, and I couldn't be more proud to have her as a mentor and a friend. Do her priorities and her voting record align with where you think the party's going, where you think things should go for the 11th? Oh, absolutely. I think that is um, largely in part why we were able to um, get along so well. And um, because of her mentorship, we do share a lot of the same principles, values, and ideology. So um, I I haven't um, come across any legislation so far that she... um, that she has supported in the past that we didn't agree on. And so I would expect that tradition to continue. And and many of the constituents of the 11th Congressional District held her in high regard and, and trusted her decision-making. So I think it would be in the best interest of the constituents to continue to lead and serve um, in a manner which they have grown accustomed to, but while blazing my own trail. You speak of blazing your own trail. What are some of your own priorities, some of your own uh, concerns and things that you want to get done for the 11th? Well, I'll continue to focus on the things that got me here, healthcare, jobs, and justice, um, making sure that we get uh, affordable health care, which is um, something that we're striving to accomplish in this next bill, which would expand um, services to include, I believe, hearing and um, visual, um, hearing and vision services but also making sure that we reduce the cost of prescription drugs. That's something that's going to be critically important. As it relates to jobs, we touched a little bit on that. The infrastructure bill takes care of that. But, you know, I think our education um, system that we have needs to really concentrate on putting um, an emphasis on some of our labor forces. I think for so long we've encouraged, you know, to go get, encourage students to go get that four-year degree, but clearly there is a um, workforce shortage as it relates to some of the labor opportunities, which um, really can ultimately be uh, career paths and um, to prosperity, good paying jobs. I mean, the shortage of truck drivers that we're experiencing, that's, and I believe it, depending on what school you go to, but it's um, maybe a six to 18 week program, um, just depending on the school. But you can start um, earning up to $50,000 a year 
um, which is not a bad <laughs> a bad uh, living in uh, Northeast Ohio. So things like that, I'd like to be able to um, modernize the Pell Grant so that those um, funds can be increased, but also accessible to some of our um, folks and opportunities that don't necessarily exist right now. For example, um, certificate programs like truck driving, just can't use a Pell Grant for that, or um, STNAs, you know, which will put you on a pathway to become eventually a nurse or um, uh, BSN. So those type of things can be modernized to help us improve our workforce. And I, I like to concentrate my efforts there. And then finally, justice. The justice platform has not changed for me. Um, racial justice, social justice, criminal justice reform, and environmental justice, because if we don't have clean air and water, then nothing else really matters, right? The Ohio Redistricting Commission is now in the process of coming up with new maps for the state's congressional lines. Brown says she's not optimistic about the outcome for Democrats, and she could be looking at a very different district in next year's election. We spoke about where that process stands. I, um, I'm not very optimistic, <laughs> candidly speaking, um, because it is, it is Republican dominated. And, and if it's any indication um, of if what they did for the state lines is any indication of um, the congressional lines, then again, I'm, I'm not very optimistic, but you know, without whatever comes my way, I'll be ready. So, you know, one thing at a time. So we'll, we'll, we'll hope for the best, but prepare for the worst. That's really all you can do in a situation like that. Ohio's congressional maps have been called some of the most gerrymandered in the country. Mm. Do you, uh, you sound like you're not very optimistic that uh, that will be fixed, right? Um, only time will tell. I know that there are um, already discussions around law, pending lawsuits and whatnot. And so, Again, um, the thing that I think for me, my focus is just delivering results for the people that have elected me and for the communities that I currently represent. So whatever, however the lines come out, we'll adjust accordingly. But again, I, I, I haven't been putting a lot of emphasis on that because as you kind of pointed out, the lines have been drawn in such a way that um, it benefits one party and, and it's not the Democrats. And so um, my my goal, my hope, my wish is to be able to perform in such a way that when the opportunity comes for folks to cast votes, that no matter how gerrymandered the lines are drawn, that perhaps we can, um, we can test the waters and maybe be a little less red and a little more blue in some areas that where we haven't been in the past. I think if we, if we prove ourselves um, as, as, a, as a party that can deliver, and I think it's important to note this infrastructure bill was um, being discussed, has been discussed for five years now, and, and the Democrats got it done. So I think we have to really point out and really, really reiterate to folks that we're getting things done. So while the Republicans are playing games and trying to pick their voters, we're doing our best to serve the people um, regardless to who they are. I don't get to decide whether I'm representing Republicans or Democrats. And so when it comes to the drawing of the lines, yes, it's an issue, but not one that I that I tend to focus on. Looking at your district, the 11th, it seems that, um, I mean, just looking over the voting record, Marsha Fudge won with 80% of the vote or more several times. You won with nearly 80% of your vote in this special election. Would you say that uh, the district lines benefit you as a Democrat in your district? Oh, it, cer- it certainly has. And, and, and I would, I, I mean, that is one of the things that I think will make it 
difficult for um, the Republicans to do too much damage to my seat. But I, I think it's also important to point out that this is a majority minority district um, that was actually uh, created by the Honorable uh, Lewis Stokes that had it not been for him, we wouldn't have this majority minority district. And so some of the conversations around the drawing of the lines are um, hoping to create more what they call minority opportunities, which would make a district like mine no longer a majority minority district. That being said, um, I think because of the legacy that that should be protected, but it certainly has not um, impacted me in other legislative roles. My current, my, my previous position, I serve um, predominantly white communities, it's 60% white, 30% black, 10% other. So it's really not about me and the benefit that I would personally receive. Um, I really think it's about the legacy and the history of the district as it relates to this particular seat. So when we talk about um, how the lines are drawn, they can still play games with the lines in, in a way that could be less um, advantageous or beneficial. But because Cuyahoga County is predominantly a Democratic county, it, it will make it hard. And I don't think that um, that is, uh, <laughs> I don't, I'm trying to find the words. I don't think that that is something that is within mine or their control. Congresswoman Chantel Brown, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm Mark Earhart, WKSU.